Our scripture reading today, the first one is Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you whenever you go. Our second reading is from Romans chapter 12, verse 12. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Those are God's word for God's people. Thanks be to God. Amen. And I, again, just thank God for each one of you. I give honor to our board and to our trustees and to the congregation and our elders. And just thank God for, for bringing us all back here again this week. And so today, if you remember two weeks ago, I said I was going to do a series on courage. And so today I want to talk about the courage to to hope. We talked about the courage to listen last time and that it takes courage to hope. I was just kind of over the week, I've been just thinking about hope and thinking about my life and, and hope. And, and I thought of, I had to do a speech a few months back about um, hope being my superpower. And it just made me think about um, the courage it takes to actually hope again after you've gone through something that's been traumatic to you or something that's been disappointing and it takes courage to rise up and hope again and trust that God's going to do what he promised he's going to do. And so I, I thought, let, let me um, break this down a little more. And I looked up the word courage. I know we all know what it means, but sometimes it's nice to just hear it. Courage is the ability to do something that frightens you. Also, it's the strength to face pain or grief. It's the, the courage. It's that strength it takes to face and to trust again, to, to hope again. When you face disappointment, when you face loss, when you face grief, hope is to desire something with confident expectation of its fulfillment. So we're going to talk a little bit today about having that courage to hope again, that courage to trust God again when when it seems it's just not going to work out, when it feels like, gosh, I failed at this, or I'm so grief-stricken with loss, but I'm trusting God, I'm going to have the hope to, to rise up and, and to trust him again and to walk in it again. And so our first scripture is Joshua 1 and 9. And it says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And I love this scripture because it just kind of backs, you know, kind of gives us that that strength to keep going. Then be strong, be courageous because God's with you. The Lord is with you and he's going to be with you wherever you go or whatever you go through. When you go through loss, he's with you. And I know we've all experienced loss at some point. And you know, there's that one little thing that just keeps you going. It's, it's, you know, it's you're going through something devastating, but there's something that just won't let you quit. It won't let you stop. It won't let you, you you know, to turn around. But that's that hope that we have. That's that hope that, that God gives us. And so today, I just really want to encourage you to have the courage to hope in spite of everything else that you've gone through. Um, you know, after you've been through a trial and you 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 feel like, it's not going to work. You feel like, almost like God has left you. And he hasn't. I want to encourage you today to know he is a God. He keeps his promises. He will not let you down. He will not fail you. He's a God that keeps his promises. He loves us. And so I encourage you to continue to hope in him, to not give up your hope, even though we've gone through or even though you've gone through something that kind of shook you, 
it kind of shook you and you're like, oh, I, I can't believe that happened. And, you know, and I, I feel like, have you ever, and this is just from my point of view, and it's actually not in my notes, but it just hit my mind. Have you ever just been sitting there and sitting on your couch or whatever and it just feels like I can't, I can't even make it another moment. I cannot do this anymore. I remember having those times a lot. When caring for both of my parents, sometimes being a caregiver gets to be too much. And um, But there was something in me that wouldn't let me say, that's it, I've, I've had it, I'm, <laughs> I'm done, I'm out of this. There was something, that hope, that hope that God had everything in the palm of his hand, that he was controlling and taking care of me and taking care of them, and I, you know, that, that I could rest in him. And that's what um, I kind of want to talk about today. But just that courage, the courage to to hope, to not give up on God. So I have a few examples, as I always do. First is from of some Bible characters that had to have courage. They had to have courage as they were going through. Uh, first is Luke 7, 36 through 50. And we're talking about what they called her was the sinful woman. And that's how the Bible described her. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but that's how he des- that's how the word described her. So let's read uh Luke seven, thirty-six through fifty. When one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. A woman in that town who lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house, so she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume. As she stood behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and poured perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know who was touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, he said, two people owe money to a certain money lender. One owes him 500 denarii and the other 50. Neither of them have the money to pay him back. So he forgave the debt of both. Now, which of them will love him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt forgiven. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. Then he turned toward the woman and said to Simon, do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman, from the time I entered, has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, as her great love has shown. But whoever has been forgiven little, loves little. Then Jesus said to her, Your sins are forgiven. The other guests began to say amongst themselves, Who is this who even forgives sins? Jesus said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. I know you're probably wondering, what does this have to do with the courage to hope? (laughs) But I like this story because she had to have the courage to hope that Jesus was who he said he was. She went into a house that she wasn't invited into. She went in and, and she had to have the hope that they wouldn't arrest her or stone her for coming into this place. She had to have the hope that although these men thought nothing of her, they described her as just a sinner, she had to have the courage to hope that Jesus really loved her, 
just what he said. She had to have that courage. And it takes courage. You know, sometimes there are things we face obstacles. We face things that are frightening that we have to overcome. And we have to have the courage, like this woman, to hope beyond what it looks like on the surface, to hope beyond that, that, that God is a God who will keep his promises. She not only had the courage to hope, she also, if you remember a couple of weeks ago, I talked about the courage to listen. She had to have the courage to hear God telling her to go into this foreign place and to wash Jesus' feet with her tears and to dry his feet with her hair and to anoint him with this perfume, which was actually preparing him for his road to the cross. She had to have the courage. So she not only had the courage to hope, that he was Jesus and that he was going to bless her and that her sins would be forgiven. But she also had to have the courage to hear God as he, he led her into this home, into this foreign place. Sometimes we, as we talked about a couple weeks ago, we have to, to have the courage to hear God when he's guiding us and telling us um, what he has plans for us to do, what we should do, what he's guiding us to do. So just uh, just to, to reiterate, you have to have the courage to hope, to not give up, to not, um, to trust God despite everything that you've gone through, despite everything that you've done, despite everything that you may have lost, have the courage to hope that God is who he says he is and that he's never going to leave you, that he's never going to forsake you, that he's going to be with you always, that he's not a God that he would lie. Amen. So life gives us, and I'm, I'm coming, I'm probably I'm coming to a part I want to share about myself that I don't like to share. But again, I have the courage to hear God when he tells me to share things and that I think that it will bless you. Um, life doesn't always turn out the way that we planned it. And we have to still have the hope to keep on going forward and knowing that God, he has a plan for us. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans I have for you. It's a good plan. It's good. It won't cause you any evil. It won't hurt you. And so um, I, I was thinking back this morning on when I finished high school. And my plan was to be married, to move to California, to be a lawyer, to have two children, and to, to succeed there and do wonderful things. And I was laughing, and I said, well, God, um, I had to have the, <laughs> the courage to keep hoping in you when none of those things happen. That is not the, 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 the path that my life took. That's what I wanted. That's what I thought I wanted. I wanted to be a lawyer and, you know, and the Lord began to just show me, no, but the path that you're on, I'm, I'm not a lawyer, but I am a doctor. So I thank God for that. And I ended up staying here. I didn't go to California. I stayed here in Council Bluffs, where it was 40 below last week. <laughs> when it could have been in California. But um, And I'm here, but he had a plan for me. I'm here and I'm pastoring. Pastoring was not in my wheelbarrow whatsoever. It was not in my plan. I did not want to do it because I saw how hard it was on my mom. And I did not. And I came from a family of pastors, of preachers. And it was not my plan. But God's plan, I had to have the hope that when I didn't, when I applied at the first college that I applied to, to get me out of Council Bluffs, I didn't get into it. And so my mom was like, well, stay here and, and take a year and prepare to go. And that's what I did. And in that time, I began to work with her in ministry and I began to find that really was the path God had for me. But I had to have the courage to continue to hope that 
Although I didn't, and I never married, or I didn't have two children, but I had one really nice son and a wonderful granddaughter. And so, but to know that, although it wasn't what I had, I had to continue to hope that God had a good plan for me, and He did. In my opinion, I feel like He really had a great plan, and I'm now walking in exactly the purpose that He had for me. But you have to keep that hope. We don't always, um, life just doesn't always turn out the way we thought it would. And so that got me to thinking about where I really, in my life, a time that I had to keep the hope, I had to have the courage to continue to hope, was 12 years ago when I was diagnosed with breast cancer. It's the only time in my life where I literally did come to a point where I was probably losing hope or, or really close to losing hope because in I had, in my mind, again, I had wonderful plans. I'm like, okay, I'm almost done with this school thing and this is my time, God. I would tell him that every January. This is my time to see, receive everything you have for me, all of the promises you have for me. And that January, I was, this is my time. And then I was doing chemotherapy. And so I was just, literally I did. And before I knew it, I had lost a lot of hope. I had started to, to just lose my hope, lose my hope that God really does have a plan, that he really, you know, he really does, um, <laughs> have good things for me because it seems like I was just fighting. I worked with my mom. I said, okay, if I work in ministry, God, I know you're going to do what you planned, what you promised me. And if I, if I take care of people and if I serve the community, you're going to do everything that you promised God. And instead I was diagnosed with cancer and I did. I lost, I, I really came close to losing hope, but he sends wonderful people sometimes to speak into your life. And I hope that's what this sermon is doing for you today. My mother gave me that scripture, or Joshua 1 and 9. And a friend called me the next day and gave me the same scripture, Joshua 1 and 9. And it says, have I not command you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And so every time I had to go to chemotherapy, every morning I would, would read this scripture and also Isaiah 41 and 10. And they, they kind of say the same thing. But it encouraged my heart. Just when I thought I was going to lose hope. Just when I thought I wasn't going to make it. They gave me his word again. And his word brought me back. It brought me back to life. And, and I began to trust again. Yes, God, you're going to bring me out of this. Because I have a testimony. I have something to share. And now if you see me, I am telling you, God is a healer. <laughs> because he healed my body. When you see me, that is my testimony. Because I almost lost hope. I almost did. I almost gave up on God because it felt like he'd forgotten about me. It felt like he was letting me down. It felt like, how could you give me cancer? And God, of course, did not give me cancer. But how could I get it at this point when it's my time to shine and to rise? But he's God. Amen. And he gave me this scripture and it began to rebuild my hope. And so I want to encourage you today. I hope I don't really like to share that I lost hope, but I think that it blesses people to know that that we do come to a time sometimes in our lives where we do. We almost lose hope. But I want to encourage you today. No matter how big the mistake you feel it was, no matter what it was, you may have had a bad marriage. You may have taken the wrong job. You may have ended up in jail, whatever it may be. God still has a plan for your life. Do not lose hope. Have the courage to know, the courage to hope again that God has a, a plan for your life. And it's a good plan. And he will not, he will not leave you alone. He says he will not. And I have seen him that he will not, even in my sickest moment, 
I knew he was sitting there with me. And after I came through cancer, completely came through it, and I didn't, um, it wasn't as bad as I've seen some have to, to deal with. I was sitting one day, and I was just thinking about all of the things, and I felt him so strongly say, you know that poem, Footprints in the Sand? And he said, the reason yours wasn't, you didn't feel like it was as, as bad or as harsh as it could have been is because I was carrying you. I was carrying you through all of it. And I really felt that. And I hope someone here today, I think you needed to hear that alone. Whatever you're going through, no, he's carrying you. He's carrying you through that. And so you can just relax and trust in him. You know, when you have someone you can just relax in, you're sitting with them and you can just be yourself. That's what he wants you to know. You can hope in me. I've got you. I've got you right in the palm of my hand. I'm going to carry you through. Whatever this trial may be, I'm going to carry you through it. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So I have one last because I'm getting, I'm getting excited. <laughs> and I'll, I'll be praising up loud and crazy here in a minute. But I'm getting excited. I have one last example that I want to give. And this one is just a testament to keeping hope and and it's the story of Job and um Job 13:15 and it said though he slay me yet will I hope in him I will surely defend my ways to his face and if you know the story of Job he lost everything in a day literally he lost everything it started with his oxen in the field then the sheep and the servants were burned from a heaven's fire then the Chaldeans took the camels and killed all of his servants. And finally, a mighty wind destroyed the house where Job's ten children were feasting and killed all of his children. All in a day. It was one after another. That's a time when you could lose hope. When you've actually lost everything that you have. And yet Job didn't lose hope. Job said, though he slay me. And if you think about it, not even... Not just that he lost all of those things. Then he was inflicted with boils on his body. So just think, you've lost everything, all of your family, all of your wealth, which is what all those other things um, amounted to. Then you're afflicted with the illness, boils all over his body. And then the one person that he had to um, support him, his wife, she told him, why don't you just curse God and die? She couldn't take it. But Job said, nope, though he slay me, yet will I hope in him. I will surely defend my ways to his face. He still kept his hope in God. And so whatever we may go through, sometimes it helps to just look at Job's life and think, well, you know, at least I'm not sitting with boils all over me or whatever it may be, whatever it may be. At least, you know, the things he went through so many things in that one day, I can't even truly imagine it. But he kept his hope in God. He kept that. He had that courage to continue to hope that no matter what he was going through, God still was going to take care of him. And he did. He restored all of those things to Job. And so today, as I'm coming to the end of this, this sermon, I want to just encourage you, whatever you are going through today, have the courage to hope in God, knowing that he will not leave you. He will not forsake you. He is with you always. And that's my favorite scripture, one of them. So that's why I keep saying it. But it's there's some times in my life when I have to just go, God, you promised you wouldn't leave me. You promised you wouldn't forsake me. And that's what keeps me going to the next day. And so I thank God for just his mercy and his grace. I thank him that he has not left me. I thank him 
that he has been with me through every situation, every, and you all can kind of tell, I have a lot of stories to share about all of the things in this life, and I'm sure you all do as well. But each time it comes to a conclusion that God was with me and that he's kept me and preserved me for this time in my life. So our final scripture that I want to leave you with, again, I kind of like to leave you with somewhat of a blessing, but I want to encourage you today to be joyful in hope, be patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. And that's something that we can do day on our daily, on a daily basis. Just wake up hopeful, joyful in the hope that, that he's God and he has us. And I, oh gosh, I just thank him. I thank him so much. And so I am coming to the end of this. I wanted to sing a song. I've been battling whether I sing it or not because, um, that's just because. <laughs> but I'll sing just the first verse of it as we go into prayer. And it, and it, the song is called, I just can't give up now. And that's what I want to encourage you today, that you just don't give up. You know that God has a plan for your life and that you have the courage to hope, the courage to continue to hope. And the song says, I just can't give up now. I've come too far from where I started from. Nobody told me the road would be easy. I don't believe he's brought me this far to leave me. Amen. He has not brought you this far to leave you. He's our God. He, you can trust in him. He loves you. Just as he was able to forgive that woman in the scripture, the, the woman, the sinful woman they called her. He has he has all power to forgive you if that's the issue, to save you if that's the issue, to heal you if that's the issue, to deliver you if that's the issue, if that's what you're going through, and to provide peace. He's a God that does not fail. And so let's pray. Lord, we thank you. We thank you today that you are a God that we can hope in, that we can put our hope and our trust in. And we thank you for it, God. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your love. And God, today we do pray, God, for those who are, who are losing hope, God, losing hope in you. Lord, we ask that you would increase that hope, God, that you would wrap them in your loving arms, God, and let them know that they can hope in you, that they can trust in you. And we Thank you for it, God. We give you praise, Lord, for all those, God, who we prayed earlier for sickness, Lord, that you would let your healing virtue flow from the top of their heads, God, to the very soles of your of their feet. You are the healer. And so we thank you for your healing power. We give you all of the praise, the honor, and the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <laughs>